Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to another week here on Australia's number one daily sports news podcast, The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Monday, the 13th of February. Today, the Aussie women kick off their T20 World Cup defence in style, while the men's test side is stuck looking for answers on the subcontinent. And was Alexander the Great Volkanovsky robbed in Perth? But first... You know what time it is. Super Bowl time. That's right, it's the Super Bowl. Today, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs will go head-to-head in the biggest event in American sports, Super Bowl 57. Let's talk about the Super Bowl. Yep, let's get the lowdown on the big game. First, the venue. It's glorious. For those that don't know, the Super Bowl venue rotates each year. And this year, it's State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. Capacity of 73,000, while the stadium does have a closable roof, due to the friendly weather forecast, it'll be an open-air affair today. Some fresh air I require. But enough about the building. Let's talk about the football. Because I love football. In one corner, it's the team with the best record in the league, the team with a terrifying pass rush, and the team with not one, but two Aussies in the lineup. The Philadelphia Eagles are going back to the Super Bowl. The Philadelphia Eagles will start today's game as favourites, and rightfully so, having been the most dominant outfit in the NFL this season. The Eagles will likely be the team of choice for most Aussies today, given the presence of both an AFL and NRL reject. Former South Sydney Rabbitohs junior Jordan Mailata is now a major part of the Eagles team, playing offensive tackle with the crucial job of protecting quarterback Jalen Hurts. While kicker Aaron Sipos, who played 28 games for St Kilda in the AFL, has also been activated for today's game, having recovered from an ankle injury. Two for the price of one. No Aussie has ever actually played in a winning Super Bowl, but today we could get two. But first, the Eagles have to defeat a group that's been there and won it before, a team with the greatest quarterback in the game right now and one of the game's best coaching minds. And the Kansas City Chiefs have won it. Heading to the Super Bowl for the third time in four years. The Kansas City Chiefs will take the field today, led by their star quarterback and two-time league MVP Patrick Mahomes, one of the greatest tight ends of all time, Travis Kelsey, and with genius coach Andy Reid calling the shots. Looks like someone's going to be tough to beat. So who's going to win? Well, if you want expert advice, go look elsewhere. I don't have it, but I am tipping the Eagles to win, and not because of the Aussies in the team, but for one amazingly hilarious reason. In anticipation of an Eagles win, the city of Philadelphia is, wait for it, greasing up the light poles to stop the locals from scaling them in celebration. As part of the safety protocol, should Philly triumph, city workers will reportedly grease the poles at major intersections to keep the celebrations on the ground as much as possible. So because I want nothing more than to see a bunch of Philadelphians attempting to scramble up greasy poles, let's go Eagles. What do you get when you take the UFC featherweight champion and number one ranked pound-for-pound fighter Alex Volkanovsky and stick him in the octagon with the UFC lightweight champion and number two ranked pound-for-pound fighter Islam Makhayev? I'll tell you, you get one hell of a fight. The two men put on a fight to remember at UFC 284 as it went the full five rounds with Volk seeking to become just the fifth fighter to hold two championship belts at the same time. And in front of a monster home crowd in Perth, he went oh so close. Last attempt from Volkanovski, trying to steal the victory, trying to seal the deal, become a two-weight division champion. Fight. Fight. That's how you end the fight. Yeah. 
But in the end, the bigger man prevailed, with Makhayev retaining his lightweight belt. And still, the undisputed UFC lightweight champion of the world, Islam Makhayev. But many in the know of the fight game believe Volkanovski was the fighter who should have had his hand raised at the end of the bout. Volk himself watched the fight back afterwards and tweeted that he believed he won three of the five rounds. So while it seems people don't agree over exactly who should have won the fight, one thing is unanimous, and that's that everyone wants to see a rematch, including the two fighters. You fight him again? Why not? Let's go. If they, if they want, let's go. I'm ready. He's told me that he's willing to fight you again. Do you want that fight? Rematch? Yeah. Let's do it. Done. Will you go back up to lightweight immediately? Not or now. Not down. No, you told me that. Rematch it is. Immediately? Immediately. When the Aussie men's test side flew out for India two weeks ago, they did so as the number one ranked test side in the world, fresh off comprehensive series wins against West Indies and South Africa. And yet, in the space of three days, on a spinning Nagpur pitch, India reduced Australia to rubble. So it's over now. Australia... I've been beaten by an innings and 132 runs. A crushing first test defeat has exposed deep cracks in the Aussie side. First, there was Travis Head's unexpected omission from the first test in favour of Matt Renshaw, who contributed innings of zero and two. That was a mistake. But Captain Pat Cummins doesn't expect vast changes to the side for the second test. We've had a really good run the last kind of 12 months, so yeah, it hasn't been many losses in that change room. I don't think we need to reinvent the wheel. It's just, again, tweaking different approaches to how we play and maybe particular methods. Queensland spinner Matthew Kuhneman has flown into India to join the squad ahead of the second test after leg spinner Mitch Swepson returned home to be present for the birth of his child, which is exciting news for him. And frankly, I don't blame him for leaving because India haven't lost a test match at Delhi's Arunjaitli Stadium since 1987. While the men are scratching their heads on the subcontinent, the Aussie women are reminding everyone they're the best in the world. The Aussies are the number one ranked test side, the defending ODI World Cup champs, and the defending T20 World Cup champs. And that last one doesn't look like changing in a hurry. Oh, hello, 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 it's got to be out. Yes, it is. It looked absolutely plumb. The women delivered a crushing 97-run defeat to New Zealand, the third-ranked women's T20 side in the world, in their opening match of the World Cup in South Africa. As we clap... A terrific 50 from Elisa Healy yet again. Once again, it was Elisa Healy who led the way with the bat, scoring 55 from 38 deliveries and helping Australia post a solid 173 run target. But it was with the ball where Australia really put the hurt on the Kiwis. Oh, that's close. That is very close. It's close enough. And it's a haul of five wickets for Ashley Gardner. Five for 12. All-rounder Ash Gardner earned herself player of the match honours with the simply stunning figures of five wickets for just 12 runs from three overs. The win against their biggest group rival sets the Aussies up to top their group and set themselves on the perfect path to defend their T20 crown. Things are looking good. The women will continue their campaign against Bangladesh on Wednesday. And that is your Fast Fun Hitter Sport for Monday the 13th of February. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on the Scorecard. Listener.